All right, we're back with another episode of the critically acclaimed podcast, The Long Run. We had uh, 61 total plays in nice. the first two weeks of the first episode, so yeah. What we say, if we got like 20, we'd be ecstatic, so I'm feeling pretty good about that. I'm Ryan. I'm Tyler. And uh, yeah, make sure you guys check out the Lunch Table podcast. We shouted them out in our first episode, but... You'll, you'll laugh your freaking eyebrows off. They're, they're so funny. So make sure you go to anchor.fm slash bmc-1977 and uh, give those boys a listen. You won't regret it. So, Tyler. Um, what do we got going on today? Yeah, what's what's happening today? I think we should uh, <laughs> we should go ahead and start with a story from track season. Stories from track season, they're always entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> So, let me set this up. So, we like to, like, prank each other a lot. And sometimes those pranks involve grand misdirection. Yes. Uh, deception. Basically, we're sitting around. I was just kind of sitting in my room, bumming around in March. And uh, Tyler texted me. He's like, dude, when we get back from spring break, I'm going to convince everyone that I got my girlfriend pregnant. And you're going to go along with it. And I was like... I like this. <laughs> See, but I this was there's context to this. I didn't just make this idea up on our myself. Okay. We remember a couple years before that, this was so this happened your junior year, but your freshman year, we'd done the same thing. Ricky Martin had oh, pulled the yeah. prank. We had pulled that exact same prank on our coach, I Tony. About this. Tony believed it. And then because Tony is an absolute god, that summer Ricky conceived a child. <laughs> Yeah, we we made everyone believe that Ricky was going to be a dad, and he was nowhere near getting someone pregnant. And then, like, however many months later, it actually happened. Yeah, he did become a dad. <laughs> Which was just the... <laughs> I am still convinced that it was Tony getting back at him. Yeah, Tony used his godly powers to exact revenge. There's no grand deception going on with Tony. Yeah, he Tony knows what's up. Tony was our track coach my freshman year, Tyler's sophomore year, and then he went out, and he's, uh, he's in the Navy now. Because he's a beast. Every girl wanted him, and we all wanted to be him. <laughs> he, was, <laughs> he was that guy. <laughs> um, so, Tony, shout out to you, man. But, yeah, so and anyway, <laughs> so we get back from spring break, and I'm just giddy with excitement when this prank's about to go, when you're about to lay it down. And so I don't really remember how it got started. I feel like it was just probably you just let us look at the track, guys. Yeah. Um. Because it worked out really well because we had just gotten off spring break. It was right. a, it was two weeks after spring break. So, so that's the story like works the very well. Spot. Yeah, that, I didn't even plan that. That just happened. Yeah. And so, so then I just dropped it to you and Ryan Harris. Yeah, and I had to act like it was a surprise for me. Yeah, because you were in on it because yeah. I knew that it was probably best to let you in on it. Which... So that you wouldn't <laughs> spread it. <laughs> so anyway... Yeah, so we we were telling the originally we just told the track boys like yeah Todd's gonna be a dad he's really excited about it um, they're keeping the baby you know everything like that and uh, so the track boys I believed it it was a very believable story and we're pretty good actors when it comes to lying if we'd filmed that we would have gotten an Oscar oh, or for whatever sure. you get for those for sure yeah whatever you, uh, yeah whatever award the Nobel Prize of of acting yeah about pregnancies. The pregnancy prize. That should be a thing. We should create that. Create a trophy. Give it to ourselves. I think the prize is the miracle of life. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. 
So all along, this pregnancy is not even close to being a thing. Um, so it was going along for probably a couple weeks, I would say, um, with just the track boys knowing it, and it hadn't really escaped that circle of the track boys. Um, but they had come to accept it this, at this point. Like, they just kind of, whatever, you know. They had gotten over the initial reaction. Then we were at the Frankenmuth meet on April 18th which was a miserable, by the way. It was, like, rainy the entire time, like, 20 degrees. But I'm sitting in the tent with Ben, who's another distance runner. So he was obviously, like, we had told, the like, the thing to him that Tyler was going to be a dad. So it was just me and Ben and nobody else in the track tent. And so uh, at that moment, like, five people came in and started asking me about, like, is Tyler really going to be a dad? Like, they didn't believe it, so they were asking me about it. They had heard it for some reason. And then, like, as they're saying this, like, throngs of people just start pouring into the tent, all the track people, like, I don't know if everyone's event got done at that exact moment, but then we ended up with, like, 40 people, and I'm just sitting there, like, what do I do? Because it would have been no harm, no foul if I would have just told them, no, Tyler's not going to be a dad, because they were never, we, our intent was never to prank them in the first place. The intention of the joke was just for me to pull on the cross guys, the track guys, Exactly. that's what it was originally. So I was like a deer in headlights, I didn't know what to do, because I, it would have been no issue just to tell them, like, no, like, because we were never trying to prank them, but Ben was right there. So I could either... <laughs> I didn't want Ben to stop believing. <laughs> so I had the option to just shut the thing down or keep the train going mm-hmm. and tell everyone that you were going to be a dad. Long story short, the next day, the entire school believed that you were about to be a dad. Yeah. And it, <laughs> like, it everybody. <laughs> I knew that if ever left the, the Cross Boys, then it was going to be everywhere. So that's why it was only for the Cross Boys... I let you in on the joke because I knew that if you thought it was, if you thought it was real, then somehow it would escape you. Mm-hmm. So that was my damage control, yeah. and it did not work at all. Yeah, yeah, that took a turn for the worse. So that was not a good move by you. So, like, I feel like it probably would have been safer if it was actually like if you actually thought that it was real, and I was just like, "Don't tell anyone." Yeah, then because it's a secret, I'm always like, joke. I always want to like extend the joke, but then I didn't tell you that I told everybody. So, I think it was the next day in school, <laughs> I'm walking through the hallway, we're just like, Ryan, what the heck? And I'm like, yeah. what? Or no, maybe Emma said that to me no, first. No, it's because I'd gotten a very angry, um... <laughs> Stern talking to? Yes. <laughs> and she was like, why are people asking if I'm pregnant? Wait, did she know that the joke was a thing in the first place? She knew that the joke was a thing, but she's, I told her that it was just going to be the cross-country boys and that they wouldn't, like, confront her about it. So she had no way of knowing the madness that was about to unfold. Yeah, and so then I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and <laughs> so then I had to track you down, and I was like, Ryan, what have you done? <laughs> and I I don't remember what I said, but... You are like, I didn't stop the train. <laughs> That's all you said. Just you looked at me, wide eyed, dead face. Just I didn't stop the train. Tyler did a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, and that took a long time to corral that mayhem. Well, I mean, our buddy Case who goes to Hazlitt. Yeah, we had told him, and then you know, obviously, we kind of forgot about it. We forgot that. So then, like knew. three months later, we're on a run together over the summer, and we're just like, <laughs> we're just like, oh yeah, Tyler's not a dad, and then he was like. 
like he case thought, didn't catch on, so he was like, "What happened?" And I was like, "Oh, he doesn't know what's happening." So I was like, "Oh, there's a miscarriage." You saw opportunity. Yeah, I saw the opportunity. <laughs> so then it was my turn to not stop the train because there was no damage in him knowing because he goes to a completely different school right. where it does not matter at all. Where no one knows you or us. Yes. So. Yeah. So then it, <laughs> he thought it was a miscarriage, and so he was all like, "Oh, dude, I'm so sorry." Like he was all sympathetic. <laughs> and later on on the run, we were like, "Yeah." That baby never existed, and he had his middle finger up for the rest of the entire run. <laughs> Which was like another mile and a half, He was miles. not a happy man. He was just like, screw uh. you guys, I hate you, and he wouldn't talk to me anymore. I thought he was going to go home and just commit suicide. <laughs> his life was a lie. <laughs> Why are we like this? Because we had started the joke in April, and it was June yeah. when he asked. Yeah. That had been not a thing for so long, and then we were just like, dude, Kay still thinks you, you're going to be a dad. Oh, man. That was, a, that was a wild ride. Man, that was fun, though. Keeping the train going. I The the only bad part was I was truly worried that Emma was going to destroy me. Oh, I was too. I was scared for <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah. But I was also scared for you, because I was like, shoot, did I just mess them up or something? But thank God that didn't happen, because, yeah. Yeah, I just got... Always like, down for a joke. I just got a couple stern talking tos, don't do that again, and then I think we got food, and it was cool. That's what you do, you just go get food. Yeah. And then... They say that's the best way to a man's heart, it works the exact same opposite, Buy too. him food. Man. If someone bought me... Well, when I was a freshman, I remember saying that I would eat a poop sandwich if it was free. Yeah, you told Alex and he missed that. And then I was like, wait. And then he was like, Ryan, now you have to do that. I'm going to make you a poop sandwich with my poop and you're going to eat it. And I was like... I was a freshman, so I didn't really want to say no. Because I didn't know what kind of hazing went on. <laughs> and uh, I guess that still has the potential to end up happening. That was right before, um, that was right before the Jack and Jill meet at Durand, where they gave James, uh, sex, sex drive pills. Yeah, they gave him sex drive pills. <laughs> that boy was, like, following old ladies around. <laughs> yeah, he's, they slipped it into his drink. He had no idea. Well, we were gonna put Viagra in there, remember? But you had to get a prescription for that, and it was, like, yeah. expensive as garbage. So we didn't, we didn't hop on that train. So they just got, like, some over-the-counter, I guess, Yeah, next, next best option. So they basically Libido roofied pills. him. Pretty much. That's pretty much what happened. <laughs> Man, we're incriminating our boys on here. <laughs> we'll, we won't say names. But well, I'm started, sure they've been incriminated for something else by now. He started, like, following old ladies, checking out trees and yeah, stuff. And then <laughs> yeah, we look over. James is just talking to a tree. Like, hey, baby. <laughs> He's, like, going up to, like, 12-year-olds. How you doing? Yeah. That, in hindsight, that probably wasn't the best thing. He ran a good race, though. Yeah, he ran well that day. We had, we, uh, I was on one of his relay teams. We meddled because he had a killer 800 leg. He was just attracted to the 800. Maybe whoever was in front of him. He saw some, some tawny hamstrings <laughs> off in the distance, and he was like, oh, baby, and he just took off. <laughs> Man, we got to just pop sex drive pills before every race now. Remember, we always said that that one kid who always got overstimulated, 
You know who I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the man himself. We always said he could run like a 14800 because this kid, like, you'd say hi to him in the hallway and he would just be like, oh, uh, and he'd get overstimulated and just run away. Like He wasn't He was like, so strung out every day of yeah, his life. Yeah, he wasn't, he, we're not making fun of like special needs No, kids. he was completely, in, he like, was just he was high. Of the, he was yeah. really high all the time. He was not mentally like challenged or anything. He was just always strung out. And so, yeah, we always figured that he'd be so overstimulated running an 800 that he just wouldn't realize that he was tired, and he'd just keep cooking. But then he quit track, so. <laughs> so, wanna... so I'm sure we have a lot of stories from jobs we've had in the past. Um, I don't know, can you think of any? Um. There, There was one time I worked at a grocery store a couple summers ago, Carl's Supermarket uh, in Perry. And it was a pretty solid job. Dealing with customers was interesting at best at times. There was a lot of funky characters yeah. strolling through the halls of Carl's, but there was this one time I was, I didn't spend a lot of time in the feminine products aisle because I figured, you know, I my job didn't involve anything that needed to be done in the feminine products aisle. My job was other things. Um, so I was walking through the feminine products aisle one day, like to get from the back of the store up to the cash register. Like that was just the path of least resistance, I guess. And I get approached by this probably like 60 year old woman and she stops me and I'm like, all right, I'm being stopped in the feminine products aisle. Like I'm in danger. <laughs> and then she asked my, she's like, she, I don't remember verbatim, but she asked my opinion on what tampon she should buy. Oh, yikes. I'm like, lady, you're asking the wrong guy. In fact, you're probably asking the wrong gender. <laughs> I feel like most guys you ask are going to be like, I can't help you. So I guess I should have just ran and got one of the girls working the cash register. But I, I was like, do I run? Do I hide? Do I scream? <laughs> I looked around. And I was like, oh, um, well, I would go with the mint breeze. And she was like, okay, I've had I've had a good luck with that before. And she took it. And she was like, thank you very much. And, she, and I was like, what did I just do? Like, what if Mint Breeze is a terrible brand? Like, yeah, like, I'm not even that sophisticated. I'm just, like, taking a picture. I'm like, you want the green one or the blue one? And just yeah. hoping that it's one of those two. Yeah, I thought they were just colors. I didn't know there was Mint Breeze. <laughs> like, is there, like, a little fan in there that, like, blows like a breeze? <laughs> is that how it works? Minty Breeze. Yeah. It just blows mint. It's like, it's like gum. But anyway, yeah, so I got asked for my opinion on, uh, what tampons a certain lady should purchase? So that was an experience. My experience, um, I, when I was working at Glenbrier Golf Course, I was just chilling in the cart barn, just washing off carts like mm-hmm. I do at the end of every night. Right. And this lady, she comes in. Like, sometimes people would just drive their cart into the barn and leave them there for me. Mm-hmm. And so this one lady drove in, and she was like, I'm just going to leave it here. And I was like, okay, that's fine. And then she just, like, looked at me awkward. Like, she just kept maintaining eye contact, like, instead of just leaving. <laughs> so I just, like, turned around and didn't really think anything of it. And yeah. I'm just, like, using the power washer, so, like, I can't really hear any, like, small sounds. But yeah. I can hear this, like, really weird trickling, and I so I think it's, like... Trickling? <laughs> yeah, no, listen. Uh-oh. So I think it's, like, the hose just, like, leaking somewhere. So right. I turn it off, and it doesn't stop. And to my horror, you I You look looked- down, and you're just accidentally peeing yourself. No. <laughs> that probably would have been better than no. what you're about to say. I look back and she was peeing herself <laughs> in the corner. 
What? <laughs> I looked what? back. She had pulled her pants down. It was just piss just drunk. Pee. Yeah, literally piss drunk <laughs> in the corner of the car barn. And I'm just like horrified at this point. And my first reaction was to turn around and start washing carts again. I didn't do anything about it. I just like what? hoped that she would leave before I had to look back again. You should have just like started spraying it with the hose. <laughs> Dude, I don't even know how I would have reacted to that. I was so, like, shocked and horrified. Was she, like, squatting down just, yeah. like, peeing? Yeah, she wasn't just, like, she was intentionally peeing in the back of the barn. Was she just, like, staring at you this whole time? Yeah, she maintained, she maintained eye contact. That's while so weird! Like, I look like, back I and do, she, like, I go into a bathroom and there's pictures of people and I get weirded out. Like, she's in public, just taking a whiz. Um, yeah, that definitely beats the tampon lady. Except for the worst part is, like, her friend was just on the car watching her. <laughs> She's probably like, I bet you won't pee in front of that dude right there. <laughs> but! <laughs> Scarred you for life. I saw some weird things there. Like, working at a golf course around a bunch of drunk people, there's no telling, like, what goes down. Well, I also worked there for a couple months. Yeah. One summer. And I, I take a car back to wash it off. And I seen no less. I counted three times. 46 12 ounces of beer in the backseat of that car. <laughs> You're fitting no more than two people. Maybe yeah. two guys and a kid in that car. <laughs> That's a case per person, bro. That's a 24 pack per person. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> yeah, working at the golf course, it was pretty often that you'd hear, like, tires screeching as someone left the parking lot. Yeah. There's a lot of intoxication flowing around. There was one time uh, I worked at Chili's washing dishes um, this past summer, which was by no means the most glamorous of occupations, but it was a party every day at Chili's, man. Because the one day, okay, usually, like, I would have my own music going back in the dishwashing area because it was just me back there. And, like, the cooks would have their speakers going. Um, So it was everyone kind of had their own music. One day I'm just chilling back in the... In the dish tank, and I didn't have any music playing for some reason. This was like probably six thirty or so, so the restaurant's just packed. I'm just sitting there, you know, because I had a break between like dishes coming through, and I hear an all too familiar tune, a tragic, tragically familiar tune. And as the tune gets louder to blaring levels, I realize it is none other than the Scrotum song, <laughs> just freaking blasting. And I was like. Oh no. <laughs> so I walk out and there's this cook. And this guy, I think he's he's 51. He's awesome. He's just blasting the scrotum song. No one, like the manager's just walking by, humming it, like coming along. <laughs> no one's thinking anything of it. <laughs> and I walk out and I go into like the, I just kind of take a trip through the dining area just to kind of see like if it's audible from out there. I was like, okay, there's no way you can hear this beyond the kitchen. Yeah. I go into the dining area where the people are. And it's just blasting. <laughs> it was so loud. <laughs> and I was like, what is happening? <laughs> no, nah, man. It was a party. All day, every day. <sighs> That's pretty wild. Not gonna lie. Yeah, man. A lot of stuff going down there. There was this one guy that always came in there and stole forks. 
like, the waitresses would come back and just realize that their forks were gone. <laughs> like, some guy would go there to eat, and then he would just leave with the fork. Like, he would leave the other utensils, but just take the fork. Like, I want to know what that man's doing with all his forks. <laughs> like, nothing good can come of that, you know? Yeah. That's just, whatever he's doing with those. That's always, it's always the people you least expect, so he's probably planning some, like, really wild stuff. Like, he's probably arming, like, an army of squirrels. What? I mean, it's possible. Anything's possible with chilies. Think about this, though. In Australia, there is. It's either three or six, which is a pretty big disparity, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to worry about it. It's yeah. either Australia either has three or six times more kangaroos than the population of Ohio. So if you think about it, if... Australia made an army of kangaroos and tried to annex Ohio. Each person in Ohio would have to take out three to six kangaroos, and I just don't think that they could do that. I don't think Ohioans are capable of such an act. <laughs> so if you think about it, annex Ohio, kangaroos. We could annex Australia, acquire their kangaroos, and then use those kangaroos to annex Ohio. Exactly. And then we just double the population of Michigan. I like the sound of that. I'd be honest with something. They had better roads. A lot more tax money. Without more taxes. Yeah, we could cut taxes, still have better roads. Taxes are evil. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Taxes are evil. <laughs> so, I've been keeping this to myself for many years. Many years? You have always mixed up the words diversity and adversity. I have? Yes, you have. I think it's time I told you. When listen, I never told you because it's freaking hilarious. Okay. When did I use... Okay, I don't listen, even... <laughs> listen to this. <laughs> How often do I use both those words? No. You only use one of those words. What? <laughs> you don't say adversity. You just say diversity. And one time it got particularly dicey. <laughs> it was the winter of my sophomore year. And remember that B-dubs trip we kept trying to set up and it just never happened? And then one day it finally happened. Yeah. It was like just a downpour of snow. It was like wet out conditions. And we were planning on hitting B-dubs after school that day. What I, was I saying, like, diverse instead of adverse? Hold on. <laughs> you, like, your parents didn't want you to drive me and you because it was all snowy, and you're like, my parents just don't want me to have to deal with diversity. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the greatest thing <laughs> I had ever heard. <laughs> I was sitting there like, don't want you to deal with, like, what? And then I was like, he meant adversity. Like, this could be beautiful <laughs> if this keeps happening. <laughs> so I played it off like you said, adversity, and then... I mean, it didn't happen too many more times, but <laughs> that was enough for me. <laughs> like, my parents don't want me to have to deal with diversity. <laughs> like, it took me a second. I was just kind of like... No, it's because B-dubs is in East Lansing and mm. diversity. They don't want me to deal with... They don't that. want you to deal with diversity? Yeah. They want you to... <laughs> okay, we should probably stop, stop talking. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so now you know. Now you know that you made my day for about 10 days. <laughs> <laughs> when was this? Uh, it was my sophomore year, because I couldn't drive, so you had to drive me and you everywhere whenever we did something. It's pretty beautiful, actually. I remember just, like, sitting in your car eating Brent's pizza, like, <laughs> so many times after a run in the winter. Good times. We just chill in there and just talk about life. A lot of conversations happen in that car. Like, your car would always, like, squeal obnoxiously until I stuck my fist in the CD player. 
So that was yeah, interesting. So you ju- it just starts beeping. My car was jank. Yeah. I think we might have talked about this in the last episode. Well, we talked about how you were flying over the hill at Capitol Bowl, <laughs> came skirting into the parking spot. Yeah. That, that was pretty epic. That was pretty epic. I thought I was going to be late today, not going to lie. Yeah, you texted me at 625. I'll be there in five minutes. So I was like, all right. So 625, like, and a half, he'll be there. Um, But you rolled up on, like, in five minutes. So you must have actually, like, went reasonably slow. Yeah, it was because, I don't even know. Like, I've been flying down the highway. But I the, the conditions outside are pretty diverse. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to deal Except with it's that. not though because it's just white snow so yeah um yeah i was telling this story at lunch the other day from my experience as a first grader first grade student at Perry elementary school wide-eyed little six-year-old i was, I was kind of a crackhead but so i obviously like kindergarten we didn't have lunch like we didn't have lunch at school because it was half days which I think they're on full days now for kindergarten, which is I think so. complete crap. Like when I was in kindergarten, if you would have made me go for the full day, I would have I would have committed kindergarten suicide like immediately. But anyway, so I was in first grade, and every day I took I, I brought my lunch from home. My mom would pack my lunch and I take it to school and I eat it. So I like the hot lunch system, like the school lunch, was completely foreign to me. <clears throat> so one day I left my lunch at home because that's who I am as a person. That's how I've always been. And so I get to school, and I'm like, shoot. Like, I said the the first grade equivalent of shoot. So so I get to lunch, and I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like, what's happening? So I got in line, because that's what everyone else was doing, to go into the, to get the school lunch. And I got there, and I looked around, and these lunch ladies just looked so, like, so Karen-y. Like, I didn't know what word to describe them, because Karen, like, wasn't a word yet. But that's what I was perceiving them as. And so I was like, uh-oh. Like, I was scared. So I looked around frantically. And what ended up happening was I reached up. I grabbed a cup of marinara sauce. And I sprinted out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> They're just yelling, hey, you have to come back and pay for that. <laughs> and I'm just I'm just booking it. Like, I think this is where my distance running days started. I just run through I life. just booked it. Marinara sauce. And I got to that cafeteria. I looked around. I just chugged that thing and I ran out to recess. You actually just chugged it? I chugged it. Oh I put it God. down. <laughs> you didn't have to do that. I know, but in the moment, <laughs> I felt like it was necessary. <laughs> because I didn't want them to take the marinara sauce from me, which is what it looked like they were going to do. So I they, felt like the only option. You? Yeah. <laughs> Like, I don't think they left the the lunchroom, but I didn't care. I just put that thing down, and I just took off. And, uh, um, yeah, so that was my experience. <laughs> my first experience with school lunch. And nowadays at school, um, the cheese sweats. The chicken's, like, a greenish-black color. Looks kind of like, well, not chicken. I only went to one year, one year of middle school and two years of elementary school because... I lived in Utah when I start when I would have started kindergarten. Yeah. And on the very first day, because I'd gone there for like orientation, and so I like they had shown me where my classroom was, yeah. but I forgot. So then on my very first day, my mom just like dropped me off the door, and she was like, "Do you know where your classroom is?" And I was like, "Yeah." Yeah. But I didn't, <laughs> and so I walked in, and I was like, "I don't know where I'm going." 
and I was like, but I know how to get home. So I started, I walked out of the building. Wait, what? You, wait hold on. <laughs> Keep going. I, will, I left the building. I ditched school to go walk home so that I could tell my mom, I don't know where my classroom is. Can you show me? Wait, 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 wait. What grade was this? Kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> like, you live close to Shaftesburg, but, like, not that close. Oh, no, I was in, I lived in Utah at this oh, point. Oh, okay. okay. So I was in, like, I was in, like... Not a subdivision, but I lived in, like, city blocks and stuff Imagine like that. Imagine your mom, though, just watching you come back home. Like, what is happening? That's the thing. I didn't make it home. I took a long... I took a wrong turn. I Instead of going... So, I was supposed to go up one more street, then turn left. Oh, but no. I turned left too soon. And so then I didn't know where I was going. And I cried next to a bush. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And then this... This guy pulls up in a car, so at this point, there's a 50-50 chance that he's either going to help me, or he's going to take me. Luckily, he helped me, and he was like, what's wrong? And I was like, I don't know where my classroom is, and now I'm lost. As you're in the middle of, like, the town, I don't know where my classroom is. Yeah, so I'm like, (laughs) so he's like, where's the school at? And so I somehow knew how to get back to the school. He just, like, drove in his car next to me and, like, got me back to the school, and then I walked in and somehow remembered where my classroom was. And then I, once I got home from school, I was like, Mom, guess what happened? And then she pulled me from kindergarten. <laughs> and I didn't go back to school for another three years when I, moved, when I moved to Michigan. I went to third grade and then fourth grade. Wow. I don't know, I guess I went, I went to fifth grade too. But then at sixth grade, I was like, having panic attacks every day and I was like I'm done with this so I lied to my parents that I was getting bullied at school and they pulled me out and I didn't go back until 8th grade that's a strat right there middle school was a weird weird time it was a simpler time it was a simpler time much simpler time the weirdness hadn't started yet the weird things yeah the weird things the weird things took a few years to develop yep that's when things got dicey. It got dicey. Sophomore year for me, your freshman year, it got dicey. It continually got more dicey. Yeah, I think we made it, like, we kind of contributed to the diciness for each other. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's just kind of how it worked. Because we just, like, fed on. Yeah, we're similar enough that we just... It... <laughs> so once one person got going, we were both going. It was just a mess. Every class. Yeah, it was, sure wasn't good. Remember uh, the the hot chocolate every year in math, every, oh, yeah. every math class, every year around Christmas, like the whole math department for the high school, all the math classes would get together and like have hot cocoa, like we'd have like a hot cocoa party, and uh, well, usually what ended up happening is us choking whipped cream straight from the the can. Yeah. <laughs> we uh. <laughs> this year was a little bit different. This, but like, last year? When this happened. Yeah, well, we would go out in the hallway, and we just, we'd just try to chug as much as possible. Mr. Smith, I don't know if he would have cared anyway, but he was back in the classroom anyway. But we had this, like, student teacher, and, uh, like, we knew she would be upset if she saw us chugging whipped cream. Yeah. I don't know why. Maybe gives a repeat. Maybe she was abused with whipped cream as a child. Like, maybe, maybe, maybe she got home and her parents just, like, Force fed her whipped cream, and it was laced with, um, I don't know, I don't know, 
Yeah. It was laced with vegetables. Gave her PTSD. I don't think she's the kind of person that would eat vegetables. If I had vegetables and whipped cream, I would probably get PTSD. That's true. Would whipped cream make vegetables better, or would it just... Would the I, vegetables I bring th- down the whipped cream, or would the whipped cream boost the vegetables? I think the vegetables would just bring down the whipped cream. I think so. I think that's right. But anyway, we're just trying so hard not to get caught, so every time we take a whipped cream shot, we just look around, like, look both ways, like, eight times. And then, and then I get it, and I look around, no one's there, and I'm, like, struggling with the thing because it's almost empty, so I'm just squirting nothing but air into myself. Yeah, because you never, like, <laughs> tipped enough, so it was just air. I cough for, like, a week. But then I finally get it going, and then I look up, and she's right there. <laughs> Ryan, what are you doing? And I just took off. <laughs> so I guess it's the same instinct that's been with me since first grade. <laughs> when I'm faced with adversity, or diversity, <laughs> as you would say, I just take off. <laughs> this oh, is a, kind of an incriminating story, but... Uh-oh. <laughs> if if that means that what we've already said isn't incriminating, then I can't wait to hear this. So we'll say it this way. If hypothetically we continuously went to private property to go swimming during cross-country practices and hypothetically the police caught on and were hypothetically at the entrance that we always go in waiting for us and we hypothetically go in the back way and start swimming and then run away when they start coming back there... Then it's always our instinct to hypothetically run away in diverse conditions. Kind of works out for diversity, man. <laughs> Screw diversity. Easy. We don't mean this. <laughs> maybe, maybe Tyler does. I don't know. No. You get canceled for that kind of stuff. Yeah, you can't monetize racist material. Racist. Yeah. No racism here. We had to take a, a racism test in psychology the other day. Like, it said if you were racist or not. Yeah, I scored high on that, which probably... Like, in racism, it said you were racist? Yeah, it said I was what? racist. <laughs> it said Todd was, like, super racist. <laughs> but it said I was, like, straight even. But it also said we took one for genders, too, to see if you were gender biased. And it said I I strongly favored women <laughs> over men. <laughs> So, which if you ask, I think that's school, a win for yeah, me. If you ask anyone in school, they're gonna be like, "Uh, no." I don't think they'd say men, but I think they'd say at least even. If they were in our AP Gov class, no. But if like you the ask the girls, about, is Ryan O'Neill like biased towards females? Okay. I don't think they'd say yes. <laughs> I don't think so either. <laughs> but for you guys, because according to the test. I, I'm by, actually sexist against men. I'm sexist against myself. Reverse sexism. Reverse sexism. Cancels out. Cancels out, yeah. Double so. negative. I don't know where the second negative comes from, but... You can't be sexist if you're sexist. Against yourself. It's you like, know that guy who makes, like, like the, like, the racist songs? Like, the Asian yeah. people song, the black people song, yeah, the white not, people song? It's not racist if you say it in a song. Well, it's because he does all races. Like, he makes fun of white people and black people See, and Asian yeah, people and the Arabs. Thing. Racism is unfair treatment or unequal treatment, but if you're being racist towards everyone, yeah. then it all cancels out. Yeah, like, he's a black guy making fun of black people. Like, there, I see no problem with that at all. White people make fun of white people. It's a, yeah. It's, and then and I some, have no problem with him making fun of, like, white people in a song, because it's a song. Yeah. It's a joke. And 
You know, like he does it to everything, and see, I think the song's hilarious. Do you ever see Dave Chappelle's special, Sticks and Stones? A couple times, yeah. I freaking loved that, <laughs> and everyone was like freaking out about it because they were like, "It's really like transphobic and homophobic and racist." And I was like, first of all, he has a pass. He can say those things. And second of all, you cannot be like discriminatory or a bigot if you're like that towards everyone. Which is yeah. what he did. He targeted everyone. Like, it's not like he was, like, punching down and, like, yeah. only targeting a certain demographic. And it's not like there was malicious intent. Like, deep down, he it's doesn't feel that... special. Yeah, he doesn't feel that way at all. It's a, it's That's what he does for a living. He's a comedian. So, like, if you get triggered by that, just just go home. Like, just don't listen. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, I mean, if there's if there's no... If there's no true malicious intent, then you're just, you're just having fun. Like... Exactly. Look at our AP Go class. We made fun of everyone and everybody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, including ourselves. Like That class got dicey, but I loved it. Oh, it was great. Especially just how people from completely different political views just, like, ended up, like, just, like, hanging out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. Towards the end, we had, like, put our political differences aside to agree that birds are not real. <laughs> yep, the government controls birds. During the government shutdown last January, did you see any birds? I did not see any birds. How are you going to explain that? There's no explanation. They're not real. But yeah, like, we knew, like, okay, we're right and you're wrong. (laughs) But we also didn't really care (laughs) because I feel like everyone who's involved in politics is just, like, not happy as a person. You know, because it's your career is one big argument. That's the thing that we started to get in AP Gov is we made politics into a, like a joke almost. Yeah, and we had so much more fun. Yes. Like we're sixteen, seventeen years old. Like we're not even voting yet. Let's just talk about birds. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that was good times. That was a ride. Yeah. A teacher, I feel bad for him. <laughs> yeah. Rest in peace. For real. Oh, man. What else should we talk about? Um, well, let's see. How about the time that you almost moved to Langsburg, supposedly? <sighs> that was a doozy. <laughs> Sophomore year. It was about February. Right before a midwinter break that we had. So, we got our last day of school was Wednesday. And so we had Thursday and Friday off that week, so we had a four-day weekend for the midwinter break. And so over that four-day weekend, uh, me and my family went to Texas, went to South Padre Island, which is awesome. Definitely go there if you ever get the chance. It's sweet. Not a lot of clothes going on down there. (laughs) So, So, yeah, so for some reason, I guess I was bored because... I started with a Snapchat story. Mm-hmm. Me saying that I was moving to Langsburg. House just sold. We're moving tomorrow. and uh, But I blocked my sister from seeing my story. <laughs> so she had no idea. So her phone just gets blown up. With for everyone. Like a like, day. With everyone You're just, moving to Langsburg? Yeah. And I was so genuine about this when I was talking to people in school. that, And even text people that night. Like I was... I didn't let anyone in on this. Not even you. Which I thought... <laughs> was impressive for me that it didn't even tell you. Because <laughs> usually I'd, like, tell you something like that. But no. So I had this perfectly crafted story. I had the address of the house. And, like, I had been through Langsburg recently, so it was a house that had a for sale sign. Yeah. <laughs> Just in case anyone had been through Langsburg. Um, so, yeah, I had this story meticulously crafted. And then it was Ash Wednesday that 
the next morning. Because it was Tuesday night, I broke the fake news. Wednesday was the last day of school, and then Thursday we were gone. So I was saying, like, that's when I'm leaving. So Wednesday morning, it was S Wednesday, so we were at church, like, for first hour, and then I got to school second hour. So I'm getting these frantic texts from everybody, like, did you leave without saying goodbye? Like, they thought I left early. And uh, I was like, no. But that day, I was acting all, like, depressed that I was leaving. Like, I was going to be so sad. So, like, that day, I must have got, like, 100 hugs. <laughs> like, people were just like, bye, Ryan. <laughs> we'll miss you. And I was like, you too. <laughs> And inside, I'm just, like, giddy. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, that night, like, that day, after school, my sister had kind of mitigated it so enough people knew. So I was getting texts from, like, all these girls, like, I hate you. <laughs> like, why would you do this to me? <laughs> See, before I knew, I was, like, freaking out. I was, like, oh, my God. Yeah, because we were texting, like, dude, I, I mean, we've been looking, because we were looking forward to that next track season for so long yeah. that it just wasn't going to happen. That crossing track season, we were looking so, so forward to so it. So that would have been like, bad. I was, like, what am I going to do? I have to, like, carry the team now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was, like, what am I going to do? I have to go to Langsburg. I don't even know anybody. I have to try to get with that team. And then, <laughs> and I get to school the next Monday. And not only, like, a few people knew because my sister couldn't, like, do that much damage because she could only she was only at school for one day. Yeah. And, like, she didn't have, like, the Snapchat or whatever of a lot of people that I knew. So I get to school and people see me and I'm like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I was just, oh, man. So proud of I yourself. I the heck out of I was so proud of myself. I was just like, <laughs> even on my t-shirts. Like, remember DeLong coming over, rubbing me? Which was the thing he did. He'd just be like, Ryan, don't go. In a non-sexual and consensual way, for the record. I wouldn't call it either of those things, actually. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, my sister's coaches were, like, calling my mom. Like, oh, no. Are you guys moving to Langsburg? <laughs> it was, that was probably one of my proudest moments was that whole debacle. I was... Like, when I found out, I was like, frick you, Ryan. <laughs> like, case with your miscarriage? Yeah. <laughs> Except probably on a much less scale for him than you. Yeah, I, I think it's a lot less serious for... I think it's a lot less serious than what I did to Kate, or what you did to me. Than what you did to Kate. Because I feel like it's a very dark thing to, like, tell someone that you got your girlfriend pregnant and then had a miscarriage, <laughs> rather than joke about not going to be at school three months later. True. <laughs> but you know, the one person who saw right through my bullcrap, guess who it was? Who? Justin Harris. <laughs> he did not believe that for a second. Justin's <laughs> like, a beast. Justin just saw right through. Justin's, I love Justin. Justin's my favorite person at school, by far. I remember we were we were sitting in lunch and we were plotting a plot. <laughs> Which is something we do a lot. Yeah, we were plotting a years. certain plot. <laughs> and then Justin caught wind of this and he was like, don't wonder. Oh, where with uh, the t-shirt? Yeah. <laughs> he was like, don't wonder where I am. He just bolts off. Yeah, because he like, we were, we were like trying to do something and he... He said some information that helped us out immensely, but okay. he didn't. He didn't want the plot to happen. Yeah, he didn't realize what we were trying to so do. He with was the like, "Information." I shouldn't have said anything. And then he goes out of the lunchroom when he turns around. Don't wonder where I am. And then he just bolts out, and we're like, "Justin, we're gonna wonder where you are." <laughs> he's such a beast. Like, he's the nicest kid you'll ever meet. I love that kid. I remember the one day. Do you remember Mr. Fatel? Last year. Yeah. Did you ever, Justin comes in because Mr. Fatel was a Michigan fan. 
And Justin, he's a diehard Spartan fan. Respect. Although after yeah. last night, maybe not. But he comes in, he just starts talking so much trash after the Big Ten Championship game. <laughs> Mr. Fertel was just trying to, like, to accept it. <laughs> and it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Love Justin. Gotta love him. <laughs> man. What else we got? Honestly... We have we have, there's so many stories just for, that we have from track and cross that it all gets like mixed up together. We gotta sit down and like write this down sometime. I keep saying yeah. we gotta write a book. Oh, I guess that's probably what this is basically. One person who's gotta write a book. Case Kraus. Case needs to write a book. He couldn't be with us tonight, but he'll be making a guest appearance soon. Yeah, hopefully the next podcast that comes out, he'll be on. He's uh he's gonna well he's gonna attempt uh, like it was at fifty three. A 53-mile run yeah. from Perry to Stockbridge and back um, over winter break. We'll see how that goes. He's been training last time I knew. Yeah, but 53 miles, that'll kill anyone. Yeah. 53 miles. Like, the first I've ever gone on a run is 12. And I was cooking, but still, I can't even comprehend going 53 the miles. The farthest I ever went was ball run, I think it was junior year. Okay. Was that, so, yeah, well, that was Stockbridge. Yeah, that was we my were, sophomore. That was my first year. We did sixteen miles that day. Okay. Yeah, because I didn't. You ran the whole way. Yeah. I did not. Did you had to meet the next day or something. I just ran the whole way just because Trent and Zach were in the because it was their senior year, so that was their last yeah, one. For sure. Um. Yeah, so he'll be doing that. I can't wait. Uh, Coach Carl's prediction was that he's gonna make sixteen miles and pass away. <laughs> Me and Tyler will be riding along in one of our cars. Feed yeah. the man, honey. <laughs> documenting the struggles. It's always nice to have friends that can do things like that, that you can laugh at, but that you don't have to do. <laughs> yeah, where you can sit back and enjoy it. Enjoy the and show. And make fun of them without actually having to participate yourself. I feel like that happens, like, with us a lot. When we make, like, dares and bets and we just, like, watch this yeah, happen. Yeah, watch the chaos. Like, when I had to go ask the teacher what it's a cosine. What a cosine was. Yeah, that was not good. I remember one time we made Jack go tell lunch lady she was hot. Yeah, that didn't go over well. That did not go over well. That was shortly before... She was not happy. That was shortly... (laughs) She was not happy. (laughs) You cannot say that! And then Jack's just running like, I'm sorry! (laughs) Didn't we make Jack ask the, um... The protege, uh, like, beauty salon, school... What is a protegi? Yeah, we have these, like, colleges that come during lunch and set up a stand in the hallway where you can go and get information or whatever about them. And a protege, like, I don't know school, but, like, it's like a cosmo- like cosmetology, cosmetology school, I guess. I guess it's a school. So they were there, and I got to the lunchroom, and just I was totally serious. I was like, hey, Tyler, what's, what's protegi out there? And he looked at me, and he didn't think I was serious, and he's like, it's protege. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh... And then so Jack comes and we're like, hey, Jack, go up there and ask the lady what Protegi is. <laughs> he's like, all right. I think it took some convincing, but he, he took a little bit of convincing because he was like, that's stupid. And, <laughs> and we're like, yeah, so go do it. It's going to be <laughs> funny. So he goes up there and he was like, um, what's Protegi? She looks at him. Protege? <laughs> like, so disgusting. She had to like flip her bob after. Yeah, she's, she's like, Protege? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> And Jack's like, oh, okay. And then he just leaves without even getting the 
the description of what it is. Yeah, he, that was like, <laughs> as soon as he was like protege, he just he dipped. And then, uh, then at the end of lunch, or no, then what happened? <laughs> we were flipping a water bottle, and Miss Emily, who was a college <laughs> advisor, she was always trying to get us to go to these stupid like little college things, including the protege table. Yeah. And we were like, no. And she like some of us were like sophomores, so she comes over. And she's like, all right, if I flip this water bottle and land it in three tries, you have to go to the protege table. And we're like, bet. Yeah, because we didn't think she was Not there. even close. We're like, we just won that. Myron comes over, our principal. <laughs> and he's like, all right, if I get this in three tries, you got to go. We're like, there's no way Myron's ever flipped the water bottle in his life. Like, we got this. He's never done it, ever. I don't think he had. And he flips the water bottle, and this was like the perfect amount of water. Yeah. Yeah, and it was on a flat table, flat water bottle, like, wasn't deformed or anything. Perfect conditions. Yeah, absolutely perfect. And he flipped it, and I don't even know if it made, like, a quarter of a rotation. Like, it just went up and just came back down and rolled off the yeah, table. Yeah, the first one it was It was bad. a joke. It was, like, pathetic. And we're like, all right, we're getting a pass on Protegi for now. <laughs> Myron lands the next flip so fluidly that, I mean... I think I threw a chair, like, <laughs> we were just, it was mayhem, we were like, what is happening? How? <laughs> and so Myron just, just flexed on everyone, he just walks away, <laughs> strutting, swinging his shoulders, like the beast that he is, and, uh, so then, <laughs> the whole mob squad, all like 14 of us, <laughs> saunters up to the protege table, <laughs> but we had, we had a circle, we had Jack, who was the shortest among us at the time. I think he's probably taller than me now, which is really depressing that I'm going to be the senior on the track team this year, and I'm going to be the shortest one. Yeah. Anyway, he's in the middle, and we get up there, and we scatter. Jack runs up, grabs his shampoo, and takes off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the protege lady has ever been back. Not that I'm aware of. What if she's still alive? You want to know what I just remembered? What's up? There's... There was a loose end that I was supposed to tie up before I graduated that I didn't take care of. What you talking about? Remember last year when I convinced, like, that, you remember how we would all just, like, sit in a group before school, that whole group that would just hang out yep. outside yeah, we the still office? Do. Yeah. I convinced all of them that I was adopted. And it only it didn't take that much convincing even though I look, like, exactly like my mom, but I was somehow able to, like, play it off that it wasn't... That I've, it was I've like, still been trying to make them believe that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they were talking about the other day, they were, like, they were so adamant. They are like, dude, we asked his brother, and he said he's not adopted. <laughs> well, because at the homecoming game, I was just hanging out next to um, Jack, Scoville, and Gunner because they all, like, sat in the same... Yeah. They all sat right next to each other. Yeah. And they were, like asking me about it because they expected me to say I was joking and I remembered it and I was like yeah I'm adopted and they were like dude you're not adopted and I was like yes I am I'm adopted and they were like you and your mom look exactly alike and I was usually just, my response to that was just no they don't even though you do <laughs> exactly yeah so then I was able to play it off I was like I was able to play it off as some like weird coincidence and so then they were like your brother looks almost exactly like you too and I was like well he has the same genetics as my mom who looks like me and that's a coincidence yeah. <laughs> so it's it's all right that's a pretty rocky that's pretty loose like excuse, yeah but it worked somehow everyone had started to 
like no one really believed it anymore this year. Yeah. Except there was one day your mom started in the school mm-hmm. and she introduced herself as Emma and Nathaniel's mom. Because you're gone now. <laughs> and I was like using that as bait. Like, dude, she didn't say Tyler. What do you think that means? And they were like, oh. <laughs> but you know who I think never, I don't know. Jordan, if you're listening, <laughs> this might be the first time you know that Tyler actually is not adopted. So this might be a moment of uh, truth for you. Yeah. So. Congrats, your mind might be blown right now. <laughs> I, I hope you're not high right now because I don't think you could handle this high. <laughs> I just don't know. I think you might just, just pass away. Jordan will probably get really overstimulated. I think the way that all started was last year in ceramics when Jordan was like, Tyler, you're adopted. And you were like, yeah, I am. Yeah, that's literally all it was. <laughs> like he was like trying without, to insult you and then you're like, yeah. Without even skipping a beat, he was just like, you're adopted. And I was like, yeah. And then I just was like, oh my gosh, opportunity. And I just played right into it. I was like, you didn't know that? <laughs> See, I'm really glad that this is the friendship that we built up where if we can, we can just say one thing and the other person just picks up, knows that's not true. Just rides along with it. Yeah, they just know it's that it's beautiful. It's perfect. <laughs> so we just ride the train. And the train doesn't stop. The train never stops. Sometimes the train should stop. Doesn't stop. Yeah, but it doesn't. Case in point, the track tent. You should probably stop the train sometimes. Yeah. Yep. All aboard. Alright, man, we're almost at an hour. I think it's about time to start wrapping you got up. Anything else you wanna you wanna hit? No, I got some spicy stories, but we'll save those we'll for later. We'll save those for a later time. Give the people something to wait for. Alright, that was an interesting podcast. <laughs> it didn't seem like it was fifty three minutes. Time flies when you're This is what happens. Me and Tyler would just be up talking like all night. That's yeah. just how it goes. Campsite F if you listened to the last podcast. If we were at Campsite F right now, we'd make, like, a three-hour podcast. Aw, oh, dude. Whenever we go back to Campsite F, like, next summer, we got to make a podcast and just keep it going <laughs> for I'll as long a, as we stay up. I'll make a documentary. Yeah, man. We always said there should be a documentary of us, like, just, like, through cross-country and track. Yeah. If we had, like, a camera crew, some drones. And I'm pretty sure Troy's got a drone now, so we could make some use of that. I've got, like... An, I got, like, a really old video camera. So then you can just get, like, that really stupid, like, low-quality video. Well, that's the best, though. Yeah, exactly. It sick. It'll, it'll look so funny. You know what? Cross-country camp next summer, you and me should just show up, even though we'll be graduated. Is that a thing? Yeah, Carl's having it. Oh, yeah. So we'll show up there with some cameras, and we'll just document the thing. Oh, yeah. Since we're not actually, you know, part of the team anymore, which is still weird for me to think about. That is a very foreign concept. Yeah. But the end of one era is the beginning of another. All right, guys. <laughs> Thanks a lot for listening. We appreciate that a ton. Again, didn't expect to have that many listeners in the first one. Not that that would be considered like a ton if you're actually good at making podcasts. <laughs> but you know what? I'll take it. I'll take it. We, we, uh, you said 10 to 14 days, we'd be cranking one out, and it's oh, been yeah. exactly 14 days, so. Yeah, we had a few complications. We, yeah, we tried to set something up, but we're busy fellas. We got stuff to take care of. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I really appreciate it, guys, listening. Um, I'm not sure why you made the decision to devote an entire hour of your life to uh, to us, 
listening to us, but it's well appreciated. Yeah, it is for sure. So, yeah, thank guys. That's when I need to stop. I can't even talk. All right, we'll see you guys next time. Peace out.